Well, people thought this uh, next two games for the Cuse was going to be a little bit of a respite. Well, you know what? It wasn't a respite. When your for former coach comes in with his team, yes, Tim Lester, a former assistant coach, came in as the head coach for Western Michigan. The thing is, he has a pretty decent MAC team. And if you ask me, I think this team could win the MAC. And like last year, it was the same old thing. Boy, did Western Michigan put up a hell of a fight. You know, this is a talented team. And in some ways, I don't think the Cuse was ready. Because they showed that they still lack fundamentals. Especially when it comes to tackling. Especially when it allows the running back and a few of the wide receivers to get wide open. Who knows, had not Eskridge and Bellamy get, got hurt, what it could have been. It could have been almost disastrous for the rest of the season for the Orange. But they pulled, pulled off the win against a pretty game Western Michigan team. A good 52-33 win over the Broncos. But the thing is, like they say, do the, do the defensive coaches to coach the fundamentals? Very poor tackling. But I will tell you, DeVito actually showed that he's not a total pocket passer. passer. He can run with it, especially on the second plate from scrimmage when he took off on a straight line and went 60 yards. But I digress. This was a good win, but it still showed that the Cuse has some work to do. And, I, I mean, we get a little bit of a respite this week because the team that uh, Robin says when the crucifix comes in, he goes, holy cross, Batman, look at that crucifix. Oh, well, bad joke. Thing is, holy cross and Syracuse had a pretty good rivalry in the past, but that was in the past back when Holy Cross was able to maybe get some of the same recruits before Holy Cross went down to Division I AA. It was 45 years ago when SU and Holy Cross met, last met on the gridiron, and that score was 5-3 Syracuse. Yes, Syracuse winning with a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. Oh well, wrong sport. But you know what I mean. This is a little bit of a respite. Then they get a week off because the meat of the schedule comes in October. After this little bye week, SU will be starting its ACC tilt down in Raleigh and then against Pittsburgh and then against Florida State. A tough three-game stretch awaits after the bye. Well, you know, Syracuse has to get its act together. We're 2-2. Two and two. But there are some very sloppy things going on with this Cuse team. Let's get it together, because the ACC schedule awaits. But on to some pretty good news, shall we? Buffalo is 3-0. and Yeah, 3-0. and Who'd have thunk it? Thing is, in some ways, the Bills are doing it ugly. But, you know, it's the, Allen's still got growing pains. But their running backs are doing the job. Defense is trying to do the job. But you know, there's a few few concerning things. Especially Allen making poor decisions, especially when he's pressured. 
first throwing it away and getting an, an intentional grounding call and then going back and throwing a horrible interception which turned the tide for a while in the favor of the Bengals. But I digress. They came through when it counted, especially Dawson Knox. You kind of wonder why they picked up Tyler Croft in free agency. Croft's been nothing but injured. First his foot, then his ankle. But Dawson Knox showing that, hey, maybe he's got some attitude when he catches. He had a nice catch on the touchdown. On the catch that helped set up the winning touchdown, Knox showing beast mode or showing that he didn't want to be tackled. He caught the ball and he just went, Get out of here! Get out of my way! Get away from me! I'm running! Before he's knocked out of bounds. But then Frank Gore, the old man, plows in for the winning touchdown. Whatever. Buffalo is 3-0, riding high, going into the showdown with our nemesis. Yes, in the 20 years that Brady has been with the Patriots, we've only beaten the Patriots three times since he's been the quarterback and since Belichick has really handled the reins there with the Patriots. And you know what? It's almost time to tell Brady, hey, You're 42 years old. Don't you think maybe you better rest on your laurels? I think you're playing way too long. But of course, the Patriots are 3-0. Even with Antonio Brown, the biggest soap opera that there was in the NFL with him for that one game. But I digress. Both are 3-0. This is a showdown. Buffalo is riding high. Keep on going. And Dawson Knox, great way to show that you belong in the NFL. That was your first TD catch since you were in high school. Even when you played for Mississippi, you didn't have a touchdown catch. What a way to get back in the end zone. And what a way to show the attitude that you belong with the Bills. Keep it going. 3-0. and and I will do have some concerns here about our high schools. You know, this federation scheduling has kind of screwed a few things up. Not only has it taken away local rivalries, but I mean, Miners and Waterloo definitely are struggling. I kind of wonder, does Miners have any kind of an offense? Through three games, they've scored only 14 points. Yeah against Avon, against Warsaw, and now they play a pretty good bunch from a Steuben County came up for the home opener. Yeah, Waylon Coocton came up, and they blanked Minders 13 to nothing. Minders is right now struggling pretty good, and it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, they play, I think it's... uh, No, I I don't know who they play. I think it's Marcus Whitman and Bloomfield this week, or is it Caledonia Mumford and Byron Bergen? It's one of those. But I digress. But, I mean, Miners right now is struggling. Waterloo's having a little better time of it, but they're 1-2. 0-3 and 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 1-2 against this federation. Don't you think that the coaches are probably wishing for the regular scheduling against their regular opponents? 
Don't you wish that they play each other? Maybe this Federation scheduling might work out in the long run, but right now, Miners in Waterloo are struggling. Come on, guys, get it going. And I am going to quickly talk about the biggest soap opera. Antonio Brown definitely is worn out as welcome. Yes, a whole new thing came to light when he joined the Patriots. He's got to battle these sexual assault complaints. Plus also, he goes on a tirade, and he also bashes another one who's throwing, making complaints about him and accusations. You know what? That was the last straw for Belichick. Plus, Belichick kept getting asking questions, and Belichick stormed out of the news conference. He's the biggest soap opera, good riddance for him, but you know, some other team is probably going to take a chance on him. Right now, he's going back to school. But don't be a Rodney Dangerfield, Antonio Brown. And last but not least, I'm going to quickly say about the shortfall that hits the Rochester school, to, school system. $50 million. You think somebody was mismanaging the finances? Of course, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle and state government are calling for investigations. People calling for the head of the Rochester School Board to resign. Plus, lovely Warren, who ain't so lovely, asking for a accountability. Fifty million. You think somebody was maybe using the books in my way? Not my way, in their way. Of course, fifty million. They gotta fix that. That's all I have time for this week. I'm Ken Haas, and let's go beat Holy Cross and beat New England, guys.